Welcome to the Love Before 100 podcast. I'm Rachel Birch, and I'm here because everyone says dating in your 40s sucks. So I decided to make a game out of it. Part scavenger hunt, part bucket list. I made a list of all the ways I could meet my person. Then I assigned every task a points value. The goal now, find love before I hit 100. Points or years, whichever comes first. You got me shaking, Hi, and welcome back. So this week, we aren't crossing anything new off the list. Instead, let's go back to crossing that booty call off the list and pick up where we last left off. Because I'm sure you have questions after last week's episode. Questions like, so who was at Hubba Hubba's door at 1030 at night? And why were you crouched down behind a dresser? How did you get out of there? So let's go there. Last week. We ended just as Hubba Hubba and I were wrapping up our third date or mm, encounter. (laughs) Maybe we should call them encounters instead of dates to be more accurate. As a reminder, things were going really well. I had my hair done that day. My outfit was on point. I was wearing a sexy lace bodysuit, a sheer top, gray jeans, and boots. He had even commented on how great I looked when I got there. We had a really great conversation. He asked a lot of questions about my week and my work and the podcast. And then as he always does, he dimmed the lights and things got steamy. And then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door at 1030 at night. He signals for me to be quiet, but trust me, in this moment, I wasn't planning on saying anything, even if I wanted to. I couldn't. We just sit there in silence, waiting for whoever's out there to go away. But then the beep, beep, beep of someone pressing the buttons on the door lock breaks the silence. Uh, wait, does this person have the code to his door? The couch we're sitting on is pressed up against the wall next to the front door. He's on the far side of the couch, and I'm at the end of the couch closest to the front door. As soon as the beeping starts, he leaps over me, but quietly, like a gazelle, reaching for the door and puts his hand on the doorknob. But here's the thing. I can't tell if he's holding the door locked because the person out there actually knows the code to his door, or if he's just listening and resting his hand there. And also, did I mention he's naked? (laughs) Yeah, Hubba Hubba is completely naked, holding the doorknob. It's a sight. I can feel my lips curl up into a smile. I have to tell myself, Rachel, don't laugh right now. My heart is beating fast. Boom, boom, boom. Like it's going to burst out of my chest. I feel anxious, but mm, I'm not exactly sure why. But I have this weird thing that I always feel like I'm going to get into trouble. Like, see, this is what happens when you have a booty call. I've been holding my breath and now I realize I need to breathe. I reach for the water glass and then quietly exhale. Then. I do what I always do when I'm hooking up with a drop-dead gorgeous man who's wearing nothing but a cape of red flags and someone comes to his door at 10.30 at night and tries to break in. I make an inappropriate joke. He laughs quietly and whispers, I love your sense of humor. So now he's naked, holding the doorknob, but smiling. For some reason, that relaxes me. I pull my shirt back on as I start to get the feeling that our evening has just prematurely ended. And then I just sit there with my hands clasped in my lap, waiting. We sit there in silence for what seems like forever. And then he whispers, 
She's still out there. I think she's in the attached room out there. Okay. She. Clearly, he knows exactly who's out there. (sighs) Things were going so well. I mean, for a booty call. Ugh. Finally, I say, wait, do you have a girlfriend? No, it's my ex-girlfriend, he whispers and shakes his head. She just thinks she can come over whenever she wants. He's not smiling anymore. Now, he looks pissed. I'm really disturbed. This is my private space. Oh, okay, ex-girlfriend. We can get past this. We sit there in silence for a little bit longer. He moves from the front door and starts to get dressed. I whisper to him, okay, but if she's an ex, why are we whispering? Are you afraid of her? Are you sure you don't have a girlfriend? Yes, she's not my girlfriend, but she's probably drunk and I don't want her to make a scene in front of my tenants. Okay, so this is probable. He lives in the upstairs portion of a duplex and he rents the downstairs unit to a family. I can see how regardless of their status, he wouldn't want anyone causing a scene at 1030 at night in front of his tenants. And honestly, I don't want to see neither. He's pacing a little bit. And then he turns to me and says, we have to come up with a plan to get you out of here. I think to myself, to get me out of here? Why am I now the problem? I cross my arms tight across my chest. He's thinking. And then he says, okay, I'm going to take her on a walk. And then I'll text you to let you know when you can leave. Seriously? I'm going to like sneak out? I don't like this plan at all. But it doesn't seem like she's going anywhere. She's settled into the guest room that's right outside his front door. She's waiting for him. I look around. His place is very small. Just a living room, kitchen area, a bedroom, and a bathroom. So I shrug and sort of jokingly ask, should I hide? And for some reason, I'm surprised when he replies, yeah, good idea. I follow him into his bedroom. It's my first time in here, by the way. All making out has taken place on his couch. So I'm curious and take a second to look around. He had told me he was a minimalist, but this is very minimal. There's a bed, very low to the ground, almost like a platform bed, a nightstand, and then a small dresser. He walks to the corner, points to the floor in the corner of his bedroom behind the dresser and says, how about here? I'm thinking, Are you fucking kidding me? This is so ridiculous. I thought I'd be hiding someplace more civilized, like in the bathroom or a closet, or even like under the bed. Nope, now I'm being put in the corner. Just give me a dunce cap and let's call it a day. I sigh and crouch down behind the dresser. It's not big enough for me to sit and it's not tall enough for me to kneel. So I'm like squatting, holding all my stuff, trying to shove my whole self behind this tiny little dresser. He walks away. Rachel, you're 47 years old. What are you doing? I say to myself, you're too old for this. I can hear him cleaning up. He's putting away the watermelon and the water glasses, getting rid of the evidence. (sighs) Doesn't sound like he's in any hurry. And I'm just there squatting in his bedroom. He's becoming way less attractive to me. (laughs) Finally. At this point, I start muttering to myself. How long do I have to stay like this, crouching, tiger-hidden Rachel? Nobody puts baby in a corner, except for apparently you, Patrick Shady. Patrick Shady instead of Patrick Swayze. That's a good one, Rachel. I chuckle to myself. I'm making jokes and talking to myself to entertain myself. It's funny because in personal development, they often ask, do you like you? When looking for a relationship, would you date you? 
Do you like spending time with yourself? And honestly, there's nobody I'd rather be crouched down behind a dresser with than me. I might not be great in emergencies. I may not know the best way to handle things in times of crisis, but at least I'm going to make myself laugh. So yeah, I would date me. I'd definitely hide behind a dresser with me. My old boss at the last law firm I worked at called it foxhole buddies. Whether you're going to war or to trial, who would you want in your foxhole? Well, I'm basically in a foxhole and I choose me. Okay, but seriously, Rachel, how do you always get yourself into these situations? Of course this happened. Nothing can ever just be good. Why would you think this time would be any different? This is so ridiculous. This is comical. This is gonna make such a good story for the podcast. Seriously, thank God for this podcast and you guys. We can literally turn any shitty situation into gold. But honestly, I'm in shock. Like, what is actually happening right now? I feel like Willy Wonka in that meme, you know the one, where he says, the suspense is terrible, I hope it will last. I'm so curious to see what happens. My mind has switched over from Rachel, the booty call or, you know, the one who's calling the shots. <laughs> yeah, okay, Rachel, since when does the one calling the shots have to crouch down behind a dresser? Now I'm just mocking myself. Anyway, my mind has switched from booty call or to podcaster, reporter. I'm actually really curious to see what happens. I start narrating the podcast to myself. Will the heroine ever find love? Will she find happiness? Will she ever, ever have sex again? I realize I should take some notes. So I try to reach for my phone, but I almost lose my balance. I'm holding my jacket, my boots, my purse, and I'm trying not to make a sound. Finally, I hear him open the front door. She immediately starts peppering him with questions. I can't hear much of what he's saying, but I can definitely hear her. You were just sitting in your house, in the dark, relaxing. I can hear him responding, but not what he's saying. He's really soft-spoken, but also he's probably whispering. Not only so the downstairs neighbors can't hear, but also so I can't. He knows I'm just a few feet away and can hear everything. But thankfully, she keeps repeating everything he's saying. Thank you. That's very helpful. Wait, what? What was that? Can you repeat that for the listeners at home? That's really weird, hubba hubba. She doesn't call him hubba hubba, though. She calls him by his name, but she keeps saying it. You know you're in trouble when someone uses your name repeatedly. Why are you smiling? Is this funny? I start to feel the smile creep across my lips, too. I know why he's smiling. Rachel, stop it. I laugh when I get nervous, so this could go very wrong right now. I bite my lip. Don't laugh. I wish I could see what she looks like. How old is she? Is she pretty? She must be really pretty. Their conversation continues, but I can only catch snippets of it. What I can hear, though, is that he's not, in any way, reminding her that she's no longer his girlfriend and that she can't just come over whenever she feels like it. Why wouldn't you just say, hey, we're not together anymore? I'm starting to think that maybe this girl isn't an ex. Now he's telling her that he has a package that he needs to deliver to a neighbor and asking her to walk with him to do that. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's see how this goes over. Who's Michelle Martinez, I hear her ask. I think Michelle is part of the cover story, the neighbor. But maybe she's here about another matter altogether. Yeah, hubba hubba, who is Michelle? I let everyone use my Viore account. He says loudly, wait, what? What Viore account? 
I just bought the softest Viore sweatshirt and I'm obsessed. So wait, does he get a discount? I want to use his Viore account. Maybe medical professionals get discounts. No, Rachel, forget this guy and his Viore account. Hubba Hubba is either the best liar ever or the worst. Because delivering a trendy athleisure wear order to a female neighbor at 1030 at night, because yeah, I'm sure she needs it right then in the middle of an important conversation. Well, it's a bit of a stretch. How do you know her? She's a friend I haven't met. She says this like she knows all of his friends. I don't know any of his friends. I don't even know if he has friends. One time he mentioned friends when there was a Red Bull in his fridge and he offered it to me. He said he doesn't drink Red Bull and it must have been one of his friends. I thought that was weird at the time, but now I'm wondering, was it her Red Bull? Maybe she's here for the Red Bull. How do you communicate with Michelle, she demands. Oh, you just see her on the street, she replies. Good thing she's repeating everything, he says, or I wouldn't have a clue what's happening here. Let me see your phone, she demands. He refuses. That's my personal property, he tells her. I cringe. This is not going well for either of them. Or for me either, actually. But honestly, I'd way rather be the one crouched down behind the dresser than one of the two in that relationship. I mean, I get to leave, hopefully, and move on with my life. But them? Well, they have some stuff to work through. My thoughts are interrupted when she says, you don't want me coming here and you don't want me going to the clinic. There are a lot of places I'm not allowed to go, hubba hubba. It sounds like maybe he's asked her not to come by his work. And you don't have any pictures of me here. None. I glance around his bedroom. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't have any pictures of anyone. And you haven't slept with me in over a month. Oof, I felt that one. This just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, hubba hubba. They talk some more, and then it gets really quiet. After a few minutes of silence, I wonder, are they gone? Can I leave now? There's no way she's going to let him send a text while they're on this walk after what I just heard. At this point, I'm able to reach into my purse and get my phone. I text Julie. We had been talking on the drive down, and I tell her, oh my God, some girl just came, and he has me hiding. This is crazy. She texts back, are you okay? Can you hear them? Yes, I reply. I honestly don't know what to do. I feel scared, but also giddy. Seriously, all I can think to keep me calm is this is really good for the podcast. It's fine because at least I have the story. At this point, I'm still convinced that this girl is his ex-girlfriend and just confused about their status. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to see him again, but him having me hide is a big strike against him. I really do like him, but he's showed no concern for me whatsoever. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Please, Rachel, believe them. This also reminds me of that thing on Instagram. Don't ask a guy if he's single. Ask him if there's anyone under the impression that they're in a relationship with him. Ugh, I just want to get out of here. Maybe I should try and text him. Yeah, and say what? Well, I could pretend I'm somebody else. I could say I'm with DoorDash and his order is canceled or running late. Or his Amazon package has arrived. Ugh, I can't think of anything that would be plausible at almost 11 p.m. at night. I just want to get the heck out of here. And I'm starting to get tired and antsy. This sucks. Things were going so well. Seriously, I felt really great and I looked really great. And he was saying he was going to have more time now that his exam was done and he was expressing interest in me and my work. Everything was just going so well up until his girlfriend showed up. 
I don't understand. I was willing to settle for just a booty call. I wasn't trying to attach to him or claim him as my boyfriend. I didn't even care if he was dating other people. Why can't anything just be easy? Why can't it just be good? I don't know how much time passes, but it seems like a long time. And then I hear footsteps, but only one pair. Shit, which pair is it? What if she's sneaking back in to look around? I duck my head way down to make sure it's not visible from the doorway. And then I hear, it's just me. You can come out. I'm so sorry about that, he says, standing over me. I stand up and stretch, rubbing my thighs with the palms of my hand. I silently walk over to the front door, holding my stuff. You can put your shoes on, he says. I pull my boots on and we walk out on his patio. I'm rattled, but so glad to be finally getting out of here. Okay, but where is she now? Could she be out there waiting and watching? I've seen a lot of YouTube videos recently about female stalkers and killers. Uh, will you walk me to my car? I ask him. Of course, he says. Of course, you just had me crouch down behind a dresser for 20 minutes. That's fair, he replies. He's chatting with me like nothing just happened. We're talking about our date and what a nice time we had. Finally, we reach my car. I look at him and ask, are you okay? No, I'm not okay, actually. My truck was just broken into, he says. I gasp, what? Really? Yeah, nothing was taken, but my glove compartment was ransacked. And a photo of me and another girl, who's my twin sister, was ripped up. And I had a really nice watch in there, and it wasn't taken, though. So isn't that weird? Okay. Obviously, this girl broke into his truck and went through his stuff in a jealous rampage. This girl must be crazy. Did she smash his window? What a psychopath. Oh no, your window was broken? I asked him. No, I must have left it unlocked. But I don't know. I haven't driven the truck in a couple weeks. So she just opened his car door and looked through his stuff and he's not okay? He's not the one who just spent like 20 minutes crouched down behind a dresser in a stranger's bedroom. I look at him. Damn it, he's so hot and we have fun together and he gets me and he makes me laugh. And that was so weird and a huge red flag. Hello, do you hear me? That was a huge red flag. Well, if I don't see you again, this has been fun, I say to him as I start to leave. He kind of shakes his head and says, well, I hope I do, and gives me a peck on the lips and a hug. I get in my car and pull the car door shut. I pull off my boots for the hour plus drive home and put on Ride the Wave. Well, I guess that's the end of the ride, right? Is that the end? That should be the end, right, Rachel? Honestly, I do like him, but I don't know if I would see him again. I mean, do I actually want to go back to his place if women just show up there? I think that really was an ex, or at least did he think she's an ex? Maybe he's a people pleaser and can't disappoint people. Rachel, no. This situation used to feel good. Everything was good, but now it feels bad. That was really fucking weird, even if she was an ex-girlfriend. It's weird though, because while I'm torn on what I want for the future, I'm really clear on how I feel in this moment. In this moment, I feel happy, like really happy. I realize I'm probably just high on adrenaline and happy to have escaped, but honestly, I feel happy that I wasn't the girl on the other side of the door. I feel happy because I'm not in a relationship with someone who I need to ask to see their phone and wonder why our relationship doesn't make sense. Because I've been there 
and it's not a good place to be. But these days, I would way rather be alone than in any type of relationship that doesn't make me feel safe. And that makes me very happy. And I could tell that I finally did it. I didn't attach to this guy. I mean, I liked him and I really enjoyed his company, but no attachment. I could be totally fine not seeing him again. I do wonder though, will I see him again? What's he going to say? Will he apologize and try to explain it? Will he pretend it didn't happen and ask when I'm coming down next? What will I say? Do I even want to see him again? And yet, there's an allure. I kind of hope he doesn't text me. I think things would be way easier that way. I say a quick prayer. It's a prayer I've said before. God, if this man isn't good for me, let me not hear from him. Just take him away. Get home and put my pajamas on and crash into bed. I've never been happier to be in my own bed. And trust me, I love being in my bed. But tonight, I'm happy I'm here. And I'm even happier I'm alone. There's no one in my bed that I don't trust. But also, I still haven't had sex. Nope, I didn't sleep with Hubba Hubba. And honestly, I'm so glad that I didn't. But ugh, I really thought we were working up to that. Here's the problem. I consider sharing myself in that way such a special thing. I don't want to share myself with just anyone. But ugh, it would have been so good. Oh my God. Ah, the self-control. I'm really proud of myself on this one. So what now? Because I still have needs. And I thought I was working towards getting that one met. Do I try and find another booty call and start all over? I mean, this guy was really the perfect booty call. But was he? Really? He had a girlfriend and made you crouch behind a dresser. Did you forget? That was only like two hours ago. Well, maybe I do try and get past this with Hubba Hubba and see. Maybe he'll have a good explanation. Maybe he can save this. Rachel, you should block him. <laughs> if you can't trust yourself to ignore this guy if he texts you, maybe you should block him. I decide, no, I'm good. I don't need to block him. Let's just see what happens. For the podcast. You know, just for the podcast. Let's see what he says. If we even hear from him again. Universe, this one's in your hands now. I hope you loved that episode of Love Before 100. And actually, if you did, I'd appreciate it so much if you'd go leave us a five-star rating in the Apple Podcast app. And then be sure to come back next week to find out what happens next and to help me cross another thing off my bucket list. That's been the-